0: going on everybody welcome back to the dogs basketball podcast here on this friday to recap the sweeping of the redbirds and making an eight nothing uh, record against the teams below us on a four game winning streak we will assuredly finish above 500 this season i'm nate malone joined by noah lurch you no know, we've been through this you know stretch of games here where they've all been crazy in their own way we remember bradley the huge runs in that game barely winning still uh you know the back and forth of indiana state was amazing and this game had it at just a absolute butt whooping not really from the get-go as the game went on and they made a couple runs in the second half but it was a big win one that we knew we needed what's going on
1: yeah it was a it was a big big night or senior night we got the honor um four players and uh it was big time it's uh great to see that those guys came out um and played for those seniors and uh, got a big win and uh now continue to build on a win streak going into um a big one tomorrow afternoon then going into St. Louis next week
0: Yeah, huge one tomorrow. Drake on their senior day, a 3 o'clock game. We'll we'll dive into them at the very end. And even uh, Coach DeVries got a chance to talk to Mike. We'll talk about that. Some other small topics that we will get into as well. Yeah, it was a good senior night, seeing all the guys recognize we wanted to be there early. And we did. And the weather was kind of iffy. The the crowd wasn't bad, though. And even the dog pound had a banner of of all the seniors and stuff. It made it it for a good night. and we were able to sit where we wanted to, to an extent as well. We moved around a little bit. People saw, uh, and they acknowledged Lance and Marcus's. They had a picture with him and Brian, or them and Brian, with the ball or a ball before the game as well. It was an overall a good game it, that it was, uh, and it was a game we shot incredibly well uh, at. at. Ten of thirteen from three. We'll dive into this in stats here as we go along. A ninety to sixty-nine blowout of Illinois State's. Uh, and it's what we've said all year. I mentioned the 8 0 record against teams below us. And obviously, some of those could have, you know, went either way. Some of the, the definitely the one recently, Indiana State, the one even back to Evansville, the very first conference game we had. Um, it's been kind of a season where we've understood, you know, the cons of what we are and our inconsistencies, where it seems like we've been just an utter middle of the pack team. One and eight, and make you know whatever happens tomorrow, record wise, against the top teams, and then that way against bottom. We've been a straight middle of the pack team, it's kind of what we've been all season, or right? I know with everything we've gone through.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's like we've been saying, we are what we are at this point. And uh, I mean, that's that's a good thing is that we are eight 0 against the teams that are below us. That's what you have to do, you have to beat those teams below you. Um, but we've seen how close those games against those top teams have been. Um, so, um, we're not too far away from where we want to be, but there's some improvements going on down this stretch here and, uh, jumping into this one right quick. Um, Anthony did get the start. We thought, uh, Will Keller might, um, he did not, he got it in at the end. Um, but, uh, Anthony, um, he's been, we know what he was for us last year, and uh, down this year, he's battled through some stuff, and uh, but his impact right away, we've seen,
0: yeah. And we'll, we'll jump in, Anthony, with uh, yeah, the all, us having discussions about his impact and what he had been going through, and Brian confirming it. And that seemed to be the case with him not playing at all. I mean, that seemed obvious to a lot of people because he should have been playing over. All this time. He's the more versatile of our other big. So it would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, he made a couple of free throws. He had a layup. And, you know, he had been dealing with stuff. And that's why, like I said, we haven't been seeing him. It'd be nice to maybe see him outside of just senior night moving forward. But I think we can say that, that won't be the case because even at times in this game, we went small. So I think that's how we're going to go. And even depending upon the matchup, we have an idea maybe who the three seed's going to be. We'll dive into that stuff as well. But the matchups-wise, could an Anthony um, you know, come into play? And, but we're most assuredly going to go small because that seems like what we've been most successful at this season. So, yeah, Marcus got on the board as well with a 3-8-2 to two lead. Kendall Lewis will dive into the great first half that he had. He had about 90% of their points at one point here. He was, he was rattling threes after one of those Anthony layups. Uh, they were late, leaving Dalton open again. He was missing the three at first. Uh, Ryan Schmidt got the start. That's where we're thinking, well, Anthony has a great matchup with Ryan Schmidt, too. So, uh, And they were going back and forth a little bit, and there were no points for a long time. Lance, Lance struggled to score early on in this one. He had a couple of turnovers as well. Uh, we're hoping Lance flips, flips the switch on consistency. He's really not shooting the ball as bad as what he had. He's been still efficient, but slow start in this one. And then Noah Trent had a three here to make it a four-point lead at the 12-16. Uh, Trent was shooting a lot in this game. I, I don't know if he had been Indiana State. You know, the last couple of games, he's been in either foul trouble and not played barely any time, but he was active in this one shooting and he made a couple, so that's a great sign for Trent.
1: Yeah, if, if, if our shooters, we talk about him and Steven a lot, um, if they're knocking down those threes um, and getting open looks, that just opens more things up for everybody else. And you can add cash in there, knocking down threes as well. Um, it's, it's, it's what we need. We need those fourth, fifth, and sixth options. Um, we know we would have had that and been Harvey, but we know what that situation, but Trent being able to knock down threes. And we've seen, um, later in this game, Steven come out of his slump. Um, that's just big. We need that guys because, um, mainly a lot of the times it's Trent, but if Trent's not getting open shots, um, he's, uh, nowhere to be found on offense.
0: No, as soon as he came in, too, though, he was able to guard Antonio Reeves, who kind of struggled at the start of this one. We didn't think it was going to be the same as it was at third place when he only had eight points. Uh, he had 10 more than that in this one. We'll dive into more points he had in the second half as well. But Trent had that, along with getting those open threes that we that you know he's able to get separation for and shoot. So it was great to see that. Uh, you're right. And I think even like when Brian said it about Lance, that you know he's going to end up shooting way better from three as a as the season gone on, and we'll get into history point shooting in the second half. And this one was incredible, and even at points at the end of the first half, NBA style. But uh, he was right about him, and we're thinking of all these other guys. You know, we hadn't been a good three point shooting team all season, but now I think we're starting to get in the groove, and it's really led by Cash, which is a great thing. So after that Trent three, though, we mentioned how you know, outside of senior night, does Kyler or JD start, you know, we kind of get, Kyler will give us more offense. JD will give us, you know, at certain spots, obviously to kick off games, two offense, but JD had his own little four, nothing run here. One dunk off of a missed layup by uh, Marcus that he just cleaned off, cleaned off the rim and had one of those monster dunks that he has. And then he had a layup on the other end as well. Uh, Then Ryan Schmidt matched him, but no, JD, uh, he was able to come in here off the bench, and that's what made me think he had a, or he had a great stretch here, coming off the bench. Maybe could instill that into him. I doubt it. We know he's going to start the rest of the way, but that's something interesting having J.D. come off the bench and be have this kind of impact offensively.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the way Anthony started that game, and uh, I thought Kyler would 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 uh, be more effective against the Schmidts, and McChesneys. Even Indi came in the game that Kyler's offense could be that he he can give us those six to eight points off that bench, even though JD had his, like you said, his own little run there. Um, I think, I mean, really, if you've seen the last couple of games, JD starts, he gets about two or four minutes in the first half and he starts in the second half, he gets two to four and he's playing about six to eight minutes a game. Um, his minutes are dwindling down and, uh, if we had to, if we need to start Kyler, then go our small lineup, um, for the rest of the game, we could, uh, shut down JD, but, um, is he's a, he's a spark plug. He's full of energy he plays so hard aggressively. Um, he, he can give you those dunks that can give the team energy or he can, on the defensive end, he's not afraid to take a charge or make a block a shot. So, um, you kind of can't, I mean, leaving in the starting lineup, um, Look, just looking ahead, you probably what we're going to look at next week is probably at 8.30 on Friday night. You have Gage Prim, so um, JD can do his best against him. So, but yeah, it's he's his own little spark plug, like I said. And uh, even though his minutes have been dwindling down down to his stretch because we go small,
0: yeah, all that's exactly right. He print is probably you know that's what we need to look ahead for, and we don't need to have can't go small against that. I don't, we don't trust. Troy more than Marcus, you know, guarding a prim, but we don't want to have that. JD's got to be big there. And yeah, definitely the spark plug, because if he can have those dunks that even when we were kind of not doing a whole lot as a team and our lead wasn't where we wanted it to be yet and where it did end up being that a dunk like that can just get the crowd going and get the team going. He is that ultimate spark plug, 100%. Um, but yeah, we had a Trent miss three here, so he was staying active. Here's Mark Freeman getting on. He had a nice dish, a really nice pass to Schmidt for a dunk at this point. We'll get into Freeman. Uh, he passed up a lot of open shots that could have changed the way this first half looked, honestly, because he got going in the second half uh yeah Kendall Lewis kept getting he had a jumper here and then Steven. we aforementioned Stephen on our shooting as a whole he did have more confidence in this one and it seems like his shot hasn't changed maybe it's different because we lo- we were looking at him from a different angle in the arena compared to where we usually sit his shot is way more you know straight on kind of like a cash shot which I never really noticed that at first and his ball has got weird movement on it obviously it goes in most I was about to say most of the time it hadn't been, obviously recently, but uh, we know he's a great shooter, Noah, and he had a good three-point shooting game in this one. That was a good kickoff in that one. Cause then once he makes that, it gives him more freedom to shoot more. And usually if he makes his first one, he's usually good after that.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely uh Steven, we know he's a gym representative He's been in the gym. Uh Rodney Watson says he sees it every day and uh yeah it's it's him and it's him steven or it's him Trent, and cash if i mean in the in the first half they were combined uh looks like seven of nine from three i mean if we can get that from those guys um or seven of eight i should say so if we can get that from those guys um i'm not asking that for every game for that because that's uh Kind of unrealistic most of the nights, but that's what the that's what those guys are capable of. If they're getting open shots, and they're shooting with confidence. Um, I'm confident it's going in every time.
0: Yeah, and we go back to the realization in that sense. We remember, Stephen was shooting about fifty percent from three, and that when he was talking to Mike, it's like that's probably not going to sustain, obviously. And it had for a little bit when he was leading the conference, and it's tailed off. But it was good to see him getting going there uh marcus had a layup here we saw missed threes from marcus Freeman, and the ones that he were that he was taking uh trent had another three kendall lewis one for two from the line howard fleming he had a night a couple of nights he's got a beautiful shot we'll get you know in the play-by-play we'll get to more threes he had in the second but it was only a nine-point game at this one at the eight minute mark cash one for two from the free throw line other than that one miss pretty sure he was perfect after you mentioned Indi got in the game, yes. We mentioned how he didn't really look the same, did he? Noah? either. We haven't feel like we haven't seen him in a while, but he kind of looked different, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched a, a lot of Illinois State games, um, but yeah, I think I remember uh, Dan talking about um, way earlier in the season um, that how he has changed his body, and you could definitely tell, and it's for the better. And uh, yeah, it's he looked halfway decent out there I know right there he had that uh, pretty good dunk so um, but yeah he's changed his body completely and looks good almost like a teak teak kind of body now
0: yeah I know we remember he used to be a little more filled out I'm not saying he doesn't look like that now but yeah skinnier or something going on whether he changed his hair anything just didn't look the same you're right teak-esque because that reminds me no we'll get to him also the first time we've seen all season have we seen Austin Andrews and I think that's his name off the top of my head have we
1: seen him all season before the other night? Uh, he's I'm played. Wondering. He's played very sparing. Um, I know with the mid-season coaching change, a lot of some guys are getting um, some actual minutes. They're letting some younger guys play here down the stretch. Um, but yeah, you haven't seen him a lot, but he has played a little bit. Um, he's played in like maybe didn't look bad ten or so games. Yeah, he's a big body. He likes. I think he's like 6'9, almost 240. Uh, big boy.
0: Yeah, I think he said he was a sophomore. So he's got some room to grow there with whoever will be at the helm. You mentioned Dan before that, yeah, Brian Jones uh, had the loss to whoever before that, but he was in Carbondale, him and Belcher on the staff. Tony Wills made his comeback. It was good. Brian Jones looked like he's a massive man. I'm, he's got, he's, he's as tall as some of their players. So, and we remember him speaking though, that he's a, quality guy and he did his best the other night and will do the rest of the season. Uh but yeah after a couple, I mean cash shot a lot of free throws. I don't really recall if the if the refereeing was as bad in this one as it had been. I don't remember a whole lot of bad fouls, maybe here and there, because I'm just thinking because cat we shot a lot of free throws in this stretch here. Cash for sure after that one miss, like I said I don't think he he I don't think he missed the rest of the way had a couple here. Kyler made a couple which was great. So we had a 12 point lead at 540. Antonio Noah, we're getting to him before this game, and he had 18 that he still leads the conference in scoring. Uh, had a jump shot there. Steven, another three on a fast break, which we've talked about. Maybe in Steven's sweet spot. A lot of these guys' sweet spots, fast break, because it was, I mean, Cash got a jump or a, a points in the paint on a fast break, made it a 15 point lead. Uh, they took a timeout. And then Antonio, another jumper, uh, Lance with a three. I wish it had like the distances on this play by play. Cause I'm pretty sure this might've been one of the long ones. Not sure. He had a couple uh, from the logo. Yeah. At the tip of the nose of the dog. And it's incredible. And we said all the time, that's Lance hashtag. That's Lance. We should have been doing that all season. Uh, a lot of people can make that, but he, he's almost seems like he's better from that range, obviously, than right on the three-point line or even in the mid-range. It's incredible. But it's what he does best. So I think, obviously, we just live with it at this point, uh, and we have been. Howard Fleming, we know he started – he didn't do a whole lot in this game at all. He had a layup here, though. Dalton, jumper. I remember that one. Lance, another huge three. Steven, a three, and then Cash, a three. So we had a – what is this? A 25-point lead at half. Incredible. No, a ten of thirteen from from three in this half. Whatever I think that's a seventy-something percentage. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. It warranted having a game like this, and it warranted the the score that was at halftime.
1: Yeah, we shot very. What we have um, quite recently in this winning streak, um, very effectively in the first half, like like you said, ten of thirteen from three uh, for seventy-seven percent. Um, they didn't. Sh- they shot bad from three, but. Overall, they shot 48% from the field, so that's not terrible. But, yeah, it's it's those, it's those 10 of 13 from three. that There's the difference. Um, in this first half, they had eight turnovers, Dar three. Um, so um, we were able to turn them over quite a bit, and uh, we scored uh, 18 points off those uh, eight turnovers, so uh, probably some of those threes in there. Um, like you said, we got to the line eight times, seven of eight. Um, the only miss was one of Cash's, um, but a very effective first half for us.
0: Yes, it was. Even Steven, 24 plus minus positive. That led the team, Cash and Marcus at 22. You're right, and they had us beat paint points only by two, but that is where they were getting strictly all their stuff until the second half because, yeah, our three-point shooting helped us. Big time in the in the first half. Yeah, seven of eight. from we sh- We're starting to get better from the free throw line, I'm noticing. Even like Indiana State, outside of Lance's misses, um, and I think, yeah, Troy not finishing that three-point play, I think we've been relatively well. I want to say we're in the 70s recently as a team. I, I don't have that. That's off just random off the top of my head, I guess. It doesn't seem like that's something we've been complaining about a whole lot lately. I could be wrong. But shooting 59% from the field is going to do you wonders against a lot of teams. And we know Illinois State's defense isn't the best, but they have the length, they have the athletes to make it that way. We know Kendall Lewis, arguably their best defender on their team, when he's getting going offensively, he's a lethal player. He had a minus 20, but he had them leading with
1: 10 points.
0: Uh, What else took out? No, we had had 21 bench points to their two. That definitely sticks out.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a big, big, uh, big notice on the stat sheet here. Um, if we can, uh, we some of these games we've been asking for that just in the whole game get twenty-one points from from our bench and our uh, starters would take care of the rest. Um, but just looking at Anthony's, he played five and a half minutes. Uh, no, Brian said he got a little, a little winded. Um, four points. Um, that's all you can ask for him. He gave it he played his, he played pretty good ball in those five and a half minutes, but, uh, yeah, Marcus, two of six, didn't shoot great. One of two from three, only had five points, had five assists though, and, uh, had two rebounds. Uh, Marcus is, uh, it, it was quiet. I think, uh, I think, uh, Mike Reese was at talking to Brian about it, that, um, they were quiet assists and, uh, maybe it was just more of a, uh, for the kick out for threes or something, but, um, he racked up his assists very quietly the other night.
0: Yeah, and it was, I wouldn't say it was more of his being, or more of him being hesitant in scoring, especially with not shooting it well. Uh, Kendall was on, on him. I think a lot of others were as well, but he was just trying to get others involved. We remember him talking about how he loves doing that. And he does it really, really well. You mentioned Anthony because, yeah, Brian, after the game, talking about he was winded, but he had a couple of great practices leading up to this game, uh, which makes us think why that wouldn't be, you know, deserving of more. Outside of him being winded, it seems like his foot's fine. If he's having, you know, good enough practices to hopefully play than just the fact that he's a senior. But uh, that is good. As long as he's healthy and just as a person, we know that's what they said about Ben. As long as he's healthy, you know, he's got an internal injury. It's like, oh, that's all that matters. And we would love to have him as well. But because we talked about all hands on deck needing at the end of the season is what we need. But uh, I think I think we can be okay without Anthony. But if if obviously if it begs him to come in and, you know, he make an impact, then I say we definitely do it. Uh, anything else stick out? Troy, only two and a half minutes. Uh, only plus minus a three. Didn't do a whole lot. Uh, had a rebound. But I was – I don't know how – I guess outside of, you know, Anthony barely you know, playing only those five and a half and J.D. and Tyler coming in a little bit, I wonder why we didn't see Troy. nor why do you think? Because we'll get to – he didn't play in the second half till almost it was just too big of a blowout. I wonder why he didn't play a whole
1: lot. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, we Obviously, we know Anthony started and played those um, first five and a half minutes. Then J.D. came in and uh, Tyler played his three. Um, they were playing – um, Playing big at most times, and they either had Schmidt. I think one uh, sometimes uh, they had Schmidt and McChesney, or McChesney and Indy in the same time. So um, I don't know. It's a, like we said, it's a lot of uh, our rotations and stuff is matchup based, and I'd say that's why.
0: Yeah, probably. It's just weird that you know when Troy wants to ride momentum, and even we want to even put him on our all freshman team because we know it's you know bleak in terms of who's on that we'll get to that but it seems like if he can have a great game like that it would help his cause and then he does nothing the next game which is that's the also the inconsistencies we're talking about and that and that bleeds into the minutes and it's always how a game plays out we know that but it'd be nice to see him get into a groove because we'll need him definitely down the stretch but you know how this second half tip off like i said about as good as it gets in the first half without a doubt shooting the three wise
1: yeah a big after that big first half uh we started J.D., uh, like we said, Anthony didn't get back in until the end of the game. Um, but uh, right away, J.D. Get picked up – or Dalton picked up a quick foul, then J.D. picked up a foul. Um, Reeves got going. He's seen, like you said, scores. and You can't let scores or shooters get to that line and see see something get in the basket, and that really kicked off Antonio Reeves' second half. He had a big second half. He knocked down two free throws. Um, Lance. He hit another three. Um, one of these was almost like a fast break, and he stopped and let the whole – everybody pass him and hit a deep three. I don't think it was that one. But he hit a three. Um, we got a stop. A um, couple turnovers by both teams. Kendall Lewis back and forth a little bit. Lance hit another three. Josiah Strong matched that. Um, the Cash hit a jumper, and right right there and was 17.41 to go. We are back – uh it was down to uh what was that 26? It was up to 26. So um we got it up one, but uh they restarted the trim away after that.
0: Yeah, and even we mentioned Josiah Strong needs to shoot more as well. He's got a pretty shot. I don't know if the opportunities were there for them in this one, but yeah, Antonio's not gonna miss his free throws. That got him going to kick off a bad foul, I believe, by J.D. Because As soon as he got that foul, Noah, Kyler subbed it directly in. I don't know how many fouls that was for J.D. at that point. But, yeah, Lance, you're right. It is that one that was at the end of the shot clock where he had two guys on him. He pumped, faked one, and then shot over the other for one. It was incredible. But he had a couple of those there. Yeah, Kendall Lewis got off to his decent starting cash. A little 5 run here. He's a, You mentioned the 26 after his jumper. But he also got another one of his threes to make it a 29 point lead, 17 minutes, and then Antonio matched him so much for that almost 30 point lead, and they go on a little run here. They're just a little 5-0 until Marcus has a couple free throws, uh, and then Marcus subbed out, which is good. Uh, and there was, you know, I think he still led the team in minutes perhaps, but he. Uh, he did sub out, which is good here with that huge lead. We mentioned, you know, a Bradley, he should have sub- subbed out at certain times in that one as well. Uh, and then he, I think he came in sporadically whenever, but no, here's Alston Andrews. The aforementioned he had a layup. I'm pretty sure this is when he, yeah, he just came into the game and score like, Oh man, this kid's, this kid's good. And he's young. And like we talked about, he could be a building block, but, uh, here it is, Noah. Here's here's all gonna be the play of the game and what we've it even made Sports Center finally. Everyone who was hashtagging it after a Lance missed three after a nice offensive board by JD, kick out, missed the three cash, a one-handed put back dunk, which caught us all off guard. Everybody in the arena, but everyone went crazy and everyone was even getting them standing O's telling and you know showing appreciation to him. He said after the game that Lance was giving him flag four because he loves watching cash dunk. No, that that dunk got everybody in banter on their feet. It was incredible.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a great putback. Uh, um, him and Lance after on the other end, we got to stop seeing them. Um, hype. Um, yeah, that was a huge dunk. Like you said, it made it was the number eight play on the SC top ten. That's great to see. It's a big time. That's athleticism. Uh, Cash has. He says he felt like on the on the post game with Mike. Um, He felt like he could – he felt like Lance's shot was going in, but um, felt like he should creep in, and uh, there, there it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, after that play, top eight, as you mentioned, uh, we knew it was going to get around. When they were hashtagging it, we were retweeting the crap out of it that it would find its way on there. It was worth it. You're right. Creeping in a little bit, he kind of knew that's the kind of of athleticism we've been wanting to see from Cash all season, and he's been giving it for the most part at times. Uh, So that was great. Like I said, play the game. Cash missed another three. Mark Freeman, though, finally got going. I think this sparked obviously his uh, good game the rest of the way, a three. Cash, a couple free throws. Antonio, jump shot. He's a machine from the mid-range as well. Marcus had an easy layup uh, and finished. Actually, uh, and then uh, Troy foul, Josiah Strong, he went one of two. Tyler, a layup. That was the – where was – he had it. this was his and one. He missed the free throw, though. Mark Freeman, another three. Kyler, another layup. So him and Kyler went back and forth for a long time there. But, yeah, Mark Freeman had his own little 7-0 run for the Redbirds. And then there wasn't any points at the 8-20 mark when Freeman made a couple free throws again. So he was hot. This one they kind of, you know, we, we know it was at 29. And the next thing you know, it's at 20 after Antonio Jumper, after he matched Marcus uh, strong couple of so our defense kind of flailed obviously is that we took the foot off the gas that we've been saying if we have a leave at halftime a lead at halftime we've been wanting to say keep the foot on on the gas so no that seemed like our defense kind of caved in a little bit in this one but when you have that big a lead I think that happens to a lot of people unless you're Loyola against Evansville which we'll jump into that game a little bit unless it's like that the teams kind of do let off the gas a little bit that's what we did
1: yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, and they started hitting some shots. So, uh, uh but I think Mike asked Cash after the game. Um, he asked if it was hard to play with a lead like that, being up so much, and uh, Cash said, "Yeah, kind of it is, but uh, yeah, it's definitely what we did. We we let our foot off the gas, but uh, um, I think they right after that it was, you said it was at twenty, um, they cut it to fifteen. Um, we had to think. After that, the 15 was as close as they got. We extended a lead. Um, our guys got back on track um, because they wanted to get uh, Will Keller, Anthony back in the game, even crisscross in the game. So they uh, put their foot back on that gas and finished off the game.
0: That's true. And that always happens. We remember high school when we get to the point where they'd want to, you know, play a certain way until that opportunity was there. Yeah, it wasn't until like 140. I think Will came in. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, as soon as Strong hit that three, as you said, the 15 15-pointer, 15-point 15 lead, that's when it, Marcus had a little four run. But, uh, yeah, and Cash, you know, like we said, didn't miss. That, didn't miss. Made a couple free throws here. Lance a jump shot. Let's fast forward to that. Uh, no, Will was not trigger uh, shy when he got in the game, which is good to see, obviously. He had a couple corner threes. He had the chance. Then Anthony had an offense Two will for a layup to finish it off and yeah you're right chris cross got in the game as well chris cross actually well it was with javon and or with javon to bring out cash because we know it was probably probably tough for certain families to make it there but we you know chris is important to the team relationships but that was cool him getting in but no will scoring a layup the crowd went crazy that was our that was the second best play of the night outside of cash and stuff was will getting that layup
1: yeah absolutely it's uh it's always cool to see that at those in the games you get those guys shots. Um, I know the kid from the kid from uh, Loyola. He hit three threes in their game. Uh, it's That's those right. those moments are those moments are always the best. You see that um, it's good to see Anthony um, find 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 Will and get him a bucket because uh, what he's the work he's put in the years he's been here since coming from John A. Um, he's important to this team just as much as anybody else on the team. So it's it's always good to see that you see these moments. Um, yeah, that place was going nuts. The crowd stayed the whole time. Uh, nobody left early. It was great to see.
0: Yeah, it didn't leave early for the weather or the fact that it was just a blowout. They all wanted to see everything unfold. And yeah, we know, yeah, exactly. He's from here. We mentioned playing at John A that the community obviously likes him and you know he's just great for the team and itself. So it was great to see. So a 90 to 69 victory, 21 point, like we said, far cry from the 29 that was, but that's quite all right because we got the dub, like Redbirds and swept teams below us on the season. Like we this is exactly what we want to be hot at the right time, four game winning streak. Granted, we're playing a great team tomorrow. Uh, even DeVries was giving us a little bit of flowers. Uh, on his pregame so uh, it'll be a tough game we'll get to that at the end now, let's jump into this box score we ended up shooting 57 as a team they shot 55 we only shot four of 11 from three in the second half which obviously is at the end of the world you can't really go 10 of 13 every game or definitely in another half which that's fine 14 of 18 though from the free throw line 78 like I said I think our in our last however many games, our team
1: free throw percentage is in the seventies. Maybe they went nine of eleven. No, what else, what else stuck out to you? Yeah, we definitely uh, we had thirty bench points. Uh, um, a good for a good bench. Uh, good for us to see our bench step up because uh, we're going to need that if we're going to continue to stay hot and make a run in St. Louis. Um, we had twenty nine points off there. Uh, Fifteen turnovers. Uh, our defense showed. Uh, our defense to offense, always good to see when we can uh, turn some defense into offense, get 29 points off those turnovers they had. Um, it's big time, very efficient shooting from both sides. Yeah, we got, we went a little cold, four of 11, like you said. Um, but uh, Cash uh, led the way on senior night. It's great to see.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to say if Dan Muller coached this team that they would have had a better, because I don't know. Yeah. Brian Jones, I think would have instilled his own minor philosophy in a sense, but keep the same thing. Cause that's what the players are used to. You're not going to do that in the middle of the season. I wonder if Dan was still coaching that they would have even had a better either defensive effort or better overall effort throughout to where it wouldn't have got as ugly as it did. I think that's just the the hotness that we're on shooting that. Well, I just, it, I, it makes me think because obviously when a new, when a new coach takes over, you know, the, whatever of the team kind of fluctuates. So, I don't know if that would ever play a factor. I think it can at times, but yeah, Cash 22, his senior night. The way for him to go out would be to drop 22 points. And what he was before the game, he was 51 before that. So 29 away with one game and Arch Madness. Uh, it's gonna stink when he went if it gets cut short. But if he continues, I mean, he's getting his average up to 11 a game now which is a great third fiddle we've been asking for. He's getting going offensively. Maybe we can see that happen. But, uh, yeah, seven of eight from the free throw line. Five rebounds. Continues to lead the way in most games with
2: rebounding Marcus Noah. Nine assists.
0: 16. Ended up shooting six of ten. Pretty good. Uh, Noah led by those guys. And even Lance shoots, you know, four or five from three. That's incredible. Like I said, the efficiency that he can show and being from – 40 feet, it would seem like, uh, led by our three guys and Steven's 12, but let
2: our
0: our cornerstone. Yeah, those are the
1: big three we need. Um, if our, if we can get those three going, um, then we can get, then we can get anything from anybody else to chip in, um, we can be very effective on offense and that's what getting our offense going down the stretch here in this four game winning streak. um, You see those three coming alive. And uh, if we can get contributions from like 12 from Steven, um, six from Trent, six from Kyler. I mean, um, that's big time. If we can get contributions from everybody else besides those three.
0: Yeah, and granted, we're not going to score 90 points every time. This was our, one of our highest scoring efforts of the season. When you get that spread scoring, as you just said, that's exactly what we need a couple threes from Trent, Steven to knock at least three down. Kyler scoring in the paint, you're right. Big three getting 15 or more, which is obviously possible. Even Dalton didn't have the best shooting game in this one. He had four assists. Uh, and then, yeah, even Anthony's four. Yeah, you're right. If maybe you take that away and you take away Will's two. I well, obviously we've been a team all year to average close to 70. We're nowhere in the low sixties, but, uh, that is what it is. And like we said, cash getting to 11, a game now, which is huge. And he's making a run for not sure if we'll make it. We'll go over those as well. The all newcomer team, even though he's put up a great case for himself in this season. Um, Went through some other, We weren't missing a lot. Good shooting, like I said, the percentages by both teams. Only 50 combined rebounds, 26 to 24 in our favor, which is odd. Uh, but anything else stick out to you? You mentioned the turnovers or the points scored off of their turnovers, which was huge. Kind of just that kind of game. I think we should just leave it at that. It was a rivalry
2: game,
0: as we know. Uh, and we took advantage of what we need to and win these games. We know we should. No final thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, it's it's a big senior night win. It's uh, good to see everybody, Um, all our seniors get involved, uh, even see Will at the end, like we mentioned. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, like you said, it's a big-time rivalry. We sweep um, them, and uh, we sweep the bottom four, so it's uh, good to see that we beat the teams we have to beat.
0: Yeah, and even like in the aforementioned, and we will be above 500 on the season, which is a great sign. We know the bad year we had last year. I think Brian, at this point, right, it's probably still around 500 or a little less in his overall record. Uh, so this little stretch has helped him in that regard. It will be a tough one coming up tomorrow. Some quotes here. Brian said, quote, we've played some high-level basketball over the past couple of weeks. I told the team meant. they want to be a special team, and I think we're playing our best right now. End quote. So, yeah, I mean, he's been talking and we noticed in those videos, he says this is a special team where he said, "Noah, he there's always they're still looking to improve. And we know it's late in the season. And that's what we want to hear, because that means, OK, we have a next you know, step to get to, which as fans like, heck, yeah, we'll believe him and stuff. Uh, uh, it's not really strange, I guess. Obviously, you want to improve still game by game, even if it's at the end. He says that a lot. Noah. and I, hopefully he's right that we're still not really scratching the surface, but still yet to become the team that we want to be at the very end and maybe go compete for a title.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, we, we've seen, we've seen glimpses, glimpses of what this team can be. We've seen stretches. Um, we're starting to, we'll see, we've seen it, some stretches in this, obviously this four game win streak, but we've seen throughout the year of, um, what this team is actually capable of, um, especially defensively against some of the top tier teams, but our offense is starting to come along here. Um, we've made some adjustments, obviously. Now uh, some of our guys are starting to hit shots. So, yeah, it's what he says. His team um, isn't finished. So They know they got a, um, a, probably a big mountain to climb tomorrow on senior day up at Drake, but uh, um, it's one they are capable of knocking them off at, up there, but uh, it's, a, it's big time. But, yeah, they are capable of, I know a lot of people, um, I know the March the Arts guy saying, no, whoever the three seed is doesn't want to see this six-seeded Salukis. And uh, I think they're right, and I know this team believes that.
0: Yeah, and going back to what Brian said too, and we've been saying it, and we talked about it, I think, recently, we still have yet to play a 40-minute game. We know that's hard to do, but in terms of playing the right way throughout, win or lose, obviously, mostly it's in the wins you want to play a 40-minute game. I think that's what he's mentioning as well but yeah exactly our offense has picked up the pace everybody's discussing that right now along with how our defense can be that's why teams wouldn't want to face us especially if we're shooting like this you know there's difference between relying in the paint and even what marcus has been but marcus has stretched his game out and being more consistent you know him leading the way and him and lance as well we know that last game as well that it's just it's a matter of hitting these threes, especially when our shooters are getting going. We know Steven fought Indiana State, but he kept shooting and he was making them. So it's just like inconsistency is still a little bit there, but knowing that we can score and shoot this well, yeah, our scoring can top-notch. You're right. Teams wouldn't want to face this. I agree. A couple And then going off of those shooters, Brian said, quote, Trent and Steven are two of our best shooters. All those guys who made shots are
2: able of doing it on a consistent basis and share the ball. And then Marcus on his nine assists. He can make other
0: people better as well as go and get a basket for himself. You you just trust Marcus with the ball. He's a great decision maker and has great feel for the game. And then he said, "We thought his shooting ability, talking about uh, Cash's, thought his shooting ability, his driving ability, his length defensively could really help us. And I think he's playing his best basketball right now, which is great because obviously it's the end of the season. We want him. And we, I mentioned I think it was Indiana State with his big shots he was making. It seemed like his experience is starting to show at this point. Granted, we know in the whatever conference Little Rock's in over the course of his career, maybe he hasn't been in these such big games. Uh, but, no, his experience, I think, is showing a little bit with his ability to make these shots and play poise like we've been seeing from him all season.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely showing. And uh, he's coming up big in big moments for us where we need um, what we've been searching for, a consistent um, third threat uh, to Lance and Marcus all year. And, uh, yeah, he's coming on strong. He's getting. He's actually. He's he's, he's getting better, and uh, it's showing. Yeah, like you said, that what he's been doing. Uh, obviously, he saw what he done in in the Sun Belt at Little Rock and uh the little time he was at UNLV. But uh, yeah, it's definitely showing his leadership. Um, we probably don't see a lot of that, but I'm sure it's there. Um, but uh, yeah, he's coming on strong.
0: He's got like a quiet confidence, and even uh. Yeah, obviously, yeah. as time goes on, he's just becoming that well-oiled or that well-oiled machine for us like we wanted. We noticed, and the only thing I'd say probably is when he's still driving, he still gets overpowered. A lot, of, we saw that yesterday uh, or the other night, but he did. He made a, some acrobatic layup through 1-2, so a great win by him. Like I said, 29 away from 1,000. Can't wait to see if he can get that if he stays hot for us. Now Noah, moving on. a Quick topic here because we were—I was listening to March to the Arch. We've been listening to them. They—they they have a good podcast. Hopefully, they listen to us to, to ours and think the same thing. Um, but they had a topic Noah that we remember for discussing before the season, maybe about postseason tournaments, even after our conference tournament. And because we put ourselves in a better position than we once were, you know, gonna finish above 500, and who knows. Uh, I think this this positions us to be in one of those. We know before we could have been in it, but we couldn't afford it or something. You know remember the million dollar grant for the program, whether that was spread out or not. But I think we're in a better place in that regard. And obviously, team wise, do you think that you know? Obviously, if the if we don't get the NCAA tournament, the NIT won't be an option. But any other CBI or anything or CIT, I think those are up for grabs right now. Would you say?
1: Yeah, I would definitely think so. I mean um obviously brian was there uh when loyola did it um that's what really got their little postseason success really got their team going but uh yeah it's it's always been a money issue with us. um i wouldn't think it would be a problem now i don't know but uh i think matt kupek would um would sign off on that favor yeah you would think um Definitely think uh, we should if we get the opportunity, able yeah, to extend uh, the senior season even longer for cash uh, and those guys. But uh, yeah, it's um, definitely. Um, I would think so. I know I talked. I uh, think it was uh, in the middle of the non or middle of the conference season. Um, somebody does a bracketology for those lower tournaments. They had us in there for a little bit. Um, but we went on a little bit, a little bit of a losing streak, and they took us out. But um, I haven't looked at that recently. But maybe we're back in that. And I'd have to look.
0: Yeah, you're right. I do recall. So there were a couple other Valley teams in there, I believe. It was it was one of not great teams at the time, but obviously, I think guys like Cash and everyone else definitely Cash with his impact and him buying into what we have here to even come here. Here. We know the connections, but you know, we should have rewarded him with something after that season that we had. Um, it's so those guys that come here for a year, even that you know, we have these connections. Barrett was a different connection. It would seem like as we mentioned that he like he helped groom this new era under Brian. And if we keep getting these one year seniors, which is fine, obviously, we want to keep doing that. Uh you know, we do need to reward these guys. And Barrett and Cash will be remembered 100% for their impacts and much deserving of getting that opportunity if it's there. Because like, that, yes, or Last year, obviously, wasn't going to happen. This year, I think we put ourselves, Yeah, so but we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, if our season ends, we'll see if there's any rumblings or anything as time goes on. So there's that, Noah, quickly. Uh, we know USI made the jump to the OVC and to the Division One. The Lindenwood, the Lindenwood Lions, we know out of St. Louis, a lot of people have gone there before. Yeah, because we want to, you know, reward those seniors. So we'll see how, how that all plays out as time goes. Lindenwood, we know, just came out, we know they're out of you know, celebrities or decent athletes, you know, that are from the St. Louis area, even that go to a school like that. So it's a quality school. They're making the jump to the OVC, though. along with the and even from the division one level, no, this is a decent game. We, we know how their others are coming. So it's like getting to the point where it's, you know, kind of low caliber. So it's honestly a perfect fit, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, they're taking a, they're taking a, a risk on both, but I think both could definitely work out um, uh, being in the St. Louis area. That's going to help them in recruiting. And uh, we know USI has always been a strong Uh, basketball program and has other decent sports um, that we've known people go over there at USI and play, but we've known a couple guys that went up to Linden one as well. But uh, yeah, being in the St. Louis area, going to D one, jumping to G one that could really um, make them, make them go um, help them. It's like um, trying to think of other teams that would jump recently in the last decade i know we talked about ut arlington so much making the jump um we know st thomas kentucky yeah northern kentucky st thomas more recently so there's teams doing it and i think uh yeah being in the st louis area can really help them grow faster i think um there's probably a lot of overlooked prospects in that area so now that they're d1 i think that could really help them
0: Yeah, looking at the geographical map, it's not bad. I think them and could build, because they're right next to each other, could build a kind of rivalry. We know Little Rock was added there. They're the furthest away than everybody. Them and Moorhead. Moorhead's going to thrive in this. We were questioning, they've had a recent success, not enough in overtime as Murray and Belmont to leave, but maybe over time, Moorhead will. They should rule this conference. You know UT Martin, that was once picked to be in the tournament of way too early bracketology, and they've struggled all year. So it'll, and we know Semo is with it. Semo and Moorhead will be the teams to beat, I think, uh, moving forward. Even Little Rock, I guess. So it is a nice little conference. It is what it what we think it's supposed to be, though. Obviously, like we said, the kind of caliber of competition needs to be that level, uh, bringing in two to two teams. So no others. That's about. Uh, potential, you know, coaching jumps, even from some Missouri Valley guys. Yeah, I
1: think uh, ESPN uh, had Dana Ford on there, obviously. Um, That is an interesting one. Darren DeVries, um, which I don't think he would be going anywhere with that extension he signed uh, two years ago, I think. And now his son is playing for him. Um, Then they had two guys that's coming to the Missouri Valley, Um, And Matt McMahon of Murray State and uh, Belmont's coach as well. So um, it's interesting. Uh, We know Dana that I think uh, maybe Dana could be, I don't know, maybe in the line Mizzou job is going to open up. That would be interesting. They see what he's done. Keeping guys um, in the state at Missouri State, maybe he could do that um, at a bigger level at Mizzou if they can't get their um, some of their top-notch guys um, so it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens
2: can you hear me nope i got nothing nothing
1: nothing jesus fucking christ
0: All right everybody here we are we're just gonna we're just gonna preview the Bulldogs for tomorrow I'm sure everyone can tell and we apologize for the bad connection that we're having today a lot of pauses and discussions and our picks we'll, we'll we'll save for later we'll just drive into the Bulldogs and we'll discuss all that at a later date on the next episode so no these Bulldogs like we said a one point loss to them the last game kind of crazy we'll go back and dive into how that game played out before we jump into them here for the second time.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a bad memory nobody wants to talk about it again but um it's the game we did not get a shot off at the end. Um we ran out of time, we had what 25 seconds, uh did not get a shot off after taking the timeout. Um it was very unfortunate. Um it'd have been a big a big win for us, especially at home against Drake. Um, we know Garrett Sturts had a very good game. Tucker had 14, um, but on our side, uh, we got 15 from Marcus and Lance. Only that's when Lance was really struggling. Three points from Lance. Um, crazy thing about it, but back then, that's we had nine points from Anthony in that game.
0: Yeah, I know, and. You're right. If, if Lance makes one more three or anything, how different this game if he didn't... I mean, who was guarding him? Obviously, Roman Penn's a really good defender. You've had guys like that to, to cover him, make it hard for him. It's unfortunate. Even Cash had two points and only shot one time. So this was the bleakest point of our season. We're around 500 overall and stuff. This was a bad time, but that's how we knew we could play with Drake. Granted, they didn't have Tank Campbell, who they will have tomorrow. That's a big reason. But... Uh, we were able to still do all that and barely and have that final uh, that final shot, although it did not work in our favor. So yeah, bad, but you're right. Anthony was really good. It's too bad we couldn't build off of that. Um, so, like I said, uh, this game tomorrow. Place. No, let's jump into what else they got at this point of the season.
1: Yeah. tomorrow's senior day. Um, so uh, they'll be starting Sturts, Penn, Wilkins, Tank, and uh, probably Murphy, I don't know. Then they'll have DeVries and Brody off the bench with Kenwale. They have a lot of seniors, like we said. Um, one of the oldest teams, probably the oldest team in the country. Um, but it's senior day, so it's a big day for them. Um, it's a big opportunity for us to spoil their senior day. Um, but it's a big challenge.
0: Yeah, and just the fact that there's there's always a spread-scoring team. We know they really destroyed Loyola from the get-go at their place. That kind of slipped the switch on them. Uh, and it's just the guys that have done us dirty. You know, this will be the second time we faced DeVries. He did have those points against us, whether shooting a decent percentage or not. Sturge is a, a man amongst just effort. He's just a tough matchup for us, I think. And, you know, and even I think it was Arch of the March guys that were talking about if they were to have a one of the best – bases because Drake's like the main thing in Des Moines that great fan base. We know the hard hat stuff for Sturt's and so it's a quality atmosphere. And you're right. All those seniors will start. We know Murphy's been playing the center for them with Brody off the bench uh, and blocking shots and doing a lot of stuff. So they are really, really old. As you said, I even, and you're right. There'll be a almost a fresh look team next year, potentially. Uh, and uh, we know they're going to be in DeVries is arguably the best Coach in the conference, and they can bring in a lot of guys as well. Uh, so they're going all out for the season, trying to bank on what they did last season. But uh, yeah, starts averaging 11 and 7, just tough. He's shooting six, you know, from the field, which is incredible. And even you no, know, remember Ferguson made the game last time, didn't really make an impact. They're really just about seven guys deep. We know Jonah Jackson, a big shooter, on that bench. that has Just looking at him here. We know he was from John A. We score a whole lot. He's defensive and he'll be on Marcus, I'm sure. So it's going to be a test. So, no, what I got, let me look at something here. I got their, they average 75 points on the season. uh, And we allow only
2: 61. So that'll be a test. Uh, They are rebounding us more, more blocks and more steals. We are both on the longest winning streak so far in the valley.
0: four currently so yeah it's what their record is at home 13 and three and eight and two on the row which I wanted to say real fast to always State was one and ten before they played us I think that played into a factor two or one and 11 but yeah Drake 12 and or Drake 13 and three at home Noah what else you got
1: yeah it's a it's, it's gonna be a big test like I said um but it's if we can uh if you can um still a win on senior day up there Um, going into next week and looking at the opportunities. I say, if we win, if you can win tomorrow, um, it don't matter who you play next Friday night, that you can be confident confident uh, about beating anybody. I mean, it's going to be, it's, that's what the confidence it's going to take that it don't matter who the three seed is that we can beat them on Friday night and play our best basketball. But, uh, yeah, we got to continue building on this win streak. I think um, hopefully uh, we can th- knock down some shots because um, if what we if we what we done the other night, I'm starting to see shots go in. If that just goes back to guys not being able to knock down open shots, then uh, we stand no chance.
0: Yeah, it's a great point though. If we win this game, you're right; it would not matter who we play. It very well could be Drake. We very well could be seeing them again although if they lose it depends how everyone else does but uh I, I think if Drake loses to us I don't think Missouri State will be losing to Evansville so Drake will fall to the four to face Bradley but we know we could be playing the five if we beat them and Bradley loses to a you know obviously the Valpo that we know or just in general they could lose that one and we could very well be the five I don't, I don't think a lot of people are talking about that Bradley has a 98 net to our 134. I don't know. That's a big difference. That's a 36% difference. difference or whatever that would be. It is too big, it would seem like. So we'll be a lock. It just depends if who will be that three. You're right. If we can knock off and get this win, though, it wouldn't matter who we would play. And even going to what DeVries said, he obviously talked about having it's been great. And then some uh, with Tucker being there, because Tucker, you know, he said as a high schooler and stuff, the, even the current Drake players remember him. Obviously, when he was in high school, and that's where their connection, so their chemistry has never really missed. Uh, you mentioned the experience, you know, he said, or Mike was telling him that you know, if experience matches experience. It's all about who's talented. But you obviously have the advantage if you're playing a younger team. And we're kind of a younger team. We have a couple older guys. Um, but I don't think, and we've been talking, uh, I'll show the who, who was talking about experience and it doesn't matter. And it's not really an advantage. I think Marcus said that about whoever and that it's really not that big of an advantage between us and everybody else. So, uh yeah, I mean, I think their atmosphere could be the best of the season. Uh, there was something else I was going to add on top of what do you remember anything else that Darren said that stuck out to you?
1: Um, no, not. The, I think he covered all the, uh, main points he made. Um, yeah, I think uh, also that stuck out that uh, about Tucker being on the team, um, Mike asked him, um, does that change uh, like how, uh, you know, how sometimes players talk behind coaches' back. If that changes anything, he just lets it. He said he just let it happen. It is what it is. And, uh, yeah, those, those, those guys are um, an experienced group of guys. I don't think a lot of that happens.
0: I think the one thing I was going to say was that it just hit me that Darren said
2: that if they've, they've had a good season,
0: he said the one thing they haven't is shoot threes. Uh, they haven't shot the ball relatively well. I mean, outside of Tucker and you, a lot of their guys can shoot, but not well, we know Murphy really can't starts likes to not, you know, tank and whoever, I think they only have a certain amount I mean, Will Wilkins can he's spotty offensively at times I don't I don't expect him to be tomorrow like he was in the first matchup but I think that's the biggest thing if you can shoot well you gotta and we have I think one of the best three-point you know percentage defenses still so that'll be a biggest thing as well uh so yeah if we want to end the season seven you know above of what we once were which is just incredible uh yeah we still rank 14th nationally and points per game allowed at 61 so like I so said, we've been scoring a lot, whether that can somewhat mess with the defensive end. We know it can. And Drake scores a lot of points, Noah. So that it will be tough. We're really looking forward to it. CBS Sports Network 3 o'clock. Noah, final thoughts, and we'll get some dogs at the game.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a it's an opportunity to stay hot, uh, win five games going into St. Louis. Um, if you would uh Said we had this opportunity about a month ago. Um, probably no Saluki fan would have thought this was possible. Um, this turnaround, um, Brian's had this had this team going in the right direction here, and we're starting to play our best ball. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be close. I don't think we get beat, beat badly or anything. But, um, yeah, it's opportunity to steal one on senior day, like I've been saying. Uh, uh, but if I had to pick a dog of the game, um I think I think it's got to be cash I thought I think Lance and Marcus will show up so uh, I think cash um going for those the thousand points he needs to have a another 20 point outing if we want to steal one here
2: yeah and I almost I think he could impact
0: this game he could he could be a they're weird they're also a versatile team outside of Brooklyn they're really not all that big, you know, they got wings, but that's really it. And obviously good guards. Uh, I don't have a spread either. I, I want to win this game. We obviously want to, we know the stipulations. I'm trying to think of uh, what the spread would be. I would probably take Drake as well. I think they'll just take of you know, them being at home could benefit them. Obviously we want chaos around the Valley. We know Loyola Missouri state are fighting for first place. Incredible. Uh And real quickly, we think coach of the year will be the winner of that game. Uh, So, like we said, we'll get into our picks later on. Tough game here. It'll be about how hot can you sustain. You mentioned Cash. Yes, If he can have a big game. I was going to pick Lance because he was so bad in the first outing. So was Cash. Bounce back as we need them to because we need to match them in scoring as well if we were not able to stop them in time. So. Play with poise under this, you know, tough pressure. I think that's one of the things Brian's going to say. Rebound. We know we got to keep Sturts off the boards. Definitely defense to, or the offensive boards. And it's play like we've been playing. And count on your defense and score and shoot open shots and don't force anything, Noah. So we're looking forward to this one. Like we said, 3 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Tune in. Like we said, hopefully chaos ensues. We'll be looking forward
2: to discussing the final.
0: who we will play with our picks, recap of this game and everything we look forward to next week forward for Nick Malone. No alerts. We'll see you
2: guys next time. As always, Go Dogs.